Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast. We're joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mani. We're going to be looking through all the Cork GA matters that have popped up over the last few days. Obviously, we'll have a focus on Cork's defeat to Donegal and I suppose how poor their performance was. And we'll have a big preview of the league as well as taking in some of the Fitzgibbon Cup action and the current Ivory. We'll start all the way up in Bally Buffet. You had a big long trip, Barry. Not for a lot though when they <laughs> fell to an 11-point defeat, I suppose. Look, I was only watching YouTube. You were up there after trekking up and down. It was it was more the performance I think that alarmed people rather than the defeat because obviously Donegal were raging favourites to win beforehand. Yeah, it was it was very disappointing. <laughs> it was a long journey home, and uh, on Sunday night I I thought I'd never get home, but um, it it was really disappointing. Like you wouldn't mind, you know, if Cork went up there and had a go and lost by, you know, a couple of points, but yeah. to, to go down as meekly as that and, and to lose by eleven points, it was just so disappointing and. You know, as John Cleary said to me after after the game on, on Sunday, it's 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 back to the drawing board really. And like Cork did show, I suppose flashes. You know, you know, in in that um in in the game, like with the, with the two goals they got, but just not enough really. Like Cork were level after eighteen minutes. Uh, Owen McSweeney got a goal, and then Brian O'Driscoll got a point straight after. And you know, I think John Cleary would have been happy enough against the wind as well. Ag- ag- point, against right? the wind, yeah. Um. But it, it was just it was just one of those days maybe but you know just need to uh, push themselves down and get going now for for load on 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 Sunday because that's that's a huge game now. And Donegal had twelve scorers, Cork had five. Donegal had twelve more shots, one by eleven. So I suppose the conversion rate probably wasn't an issue. But Cork seemed to struggle one against the wind. They were standing off Donegal. Donegal got a lot of shots off with the wind to their backs, and obviously they were accurate and put up a nice lead. And then on the sixteen points in the quarter half time, and then also Cork seemed to struggle on the kickouts with that kind of full court press that's come in now. A lot of counties are using it. Yeah, um, so Cork were very defensive in the first half, and you know you understand that you know um, playing against the wind, but it could have came out a small bit more as well. I thought. Got a bit of pressure know, on the shot. Um, yeah, the the Donegal shooters had had plenty of time to to have a goal, like, and um, they were very accurate as well. To be fair, in, you know, in that first half, but I think they'll have regrets with how they maybe set up as well. They they could have maybe tweaked it, and especially when. Uh, Don- aggressive, w- especially when when Donegal's um so one of their key forwards, Oshin Gallen, was 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 uh, ruled out through injury uh, before the game, and 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 that was a positive for Cork, but um you didn't know make d- much odds in the end. I didn't make much odds. No, it was it was very disappointing, as as I just said. But look, um like you know at halftime though, Cork were only down six points and 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 had the wind in the second half, and you know you'd have maybe taken that, but um, yeah, but you know, the it fact it was sixteen to two yeah. four, that was. But but that was, the, that was the, the worrying. Key, like, but the key thing is, though, Cork should have. Um, so they would have targeted, you know, a strong start at the start of the second half, but they gave a, a few cheap frees and that was the end of it. Then, yeah, Patrick McBeard, he was 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 on fire. Um, very accurate, you know, different conditions, and you know, just the second half was just um, it was just very poor. Yeah. And Dennis, uh, the 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 team will be same all Cork footballers, but I suppose you did say previewing the game that this was your free shot game. Yeah. Um, and, and and you take it for you know you say you're not going to beat Donegal they're the favourites to go up and then you have to have to get a result against Loud now next weekend then Cavan at home two weeks later that's it I think Loud I think Loud match will will definitely give us a better idea of Cork's true standing um like Donegal you have the Jim McGuinness factor they're at home they're the favourites it's the first league match so th- there's a lot there like we we're looking at it through a Cork prism obviously but you know Donegal came to play and win the match as well. And it's interesting, a guy called Stephen O'Mara on Twitter, um, who has been an analyst for some intercounty teams, including Donegal and Galway, 
he he made out that the expected score was actually 19.2 for Donegal and 16.4 for Cork and that um, I think he had the conversion rate 78% for Donegal and 48% for Cork um, so it just kind of shows that you know I wouldn't say it was a freak scoreline but you had Cork's poor shooting Donegal's better than average and you ended shooting. up with that 11 point gap exactly yeah and you know like, like Barry said Cork gave themselves a chance in the first half with that goal and would have been expecting to come out and do better at the start of the second half. That's very disappointing. Um, but like it, it's, it, it's, it's always the case that when the league is on, everyone looks at it forensically and it's given huge importance. And then once the league is over, everyone's like, yeah, it's just the league. Now, <laughs> it's, now it's the real stuff. So it's one away match against the favourites that you should have done better in. But at the same time, you can still bounce back from you have six games to go you have load away next which all things being equal Cork well, they should be winning anyway like they should be winning yeah. not, like, I think load w- without Mickey Hart probably won't be um, as strong as they were the last few years so if you win that and then you're facing into a game against Cavan and then you win that you're kind of not looking too bad still again back on track. I suppose my only concern might be with the, the, the 11 point gap I think John Cleary was saying, wasn't he, Barry, that, that they'd only lost by four in any of their yeah. games Yeah, that, that was it a stand It competitive common. and all yeah. tight, even, you know. Yeah, yeah he, he said that to me when after the game on, on Sunday. And, you know, I, I asked him, like, you know, why were Cork so flat? And, you know, he, 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 could, he couldn't really answer it. Like, he was scratching his head. Like, and, I'm sure they did a know, lot of work this week to prepare for what they'd be facing and then still yeah. didn't perform. It's it, very it, frustrating. It just goes to show what a manager can do in terms of Donegal. Like, you know, as we said in last week's podcast, Donegal were all over the place uh, last year. Like they, they start with Paddy Cow as, as manager. They, they beat Kerry in, in the first game um, above in Bally Buffet. And by the end of the league, he was, he was, he gone. was gone. Yeah. And Aidan O'Rourke, I think, came in then. And it just tailed off then. But like Jimmy McGuinness has come in. And there was a, a great buzz around Bally Buffet town on Saturday when I went up there on, on Sunday morning. And you know, considering the, the weather... Um, Conditions. There was a decent crowd, over five thousand at the game, and they got behind their their, their team. And but you know, but from from a Cork point of view, like the league is 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 probably more important. And um, you know, it's it's there's so much on the line. From I the know, Cork I point know, because you're trying because to get yourself back into Division One. I suppose we haven't been for you know, if, if nearly got, a decade now. If Cork beat Limerick in the Munster quarterfinal, they must go down to Clarny and 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 face Kerry in the in the semi final. So, it's 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 very important that. The Rebels finish in the top top, top four, four of, the, yeah, yeah. of the of the league, and uh, you know Sunday now was such a big game because you know loud they were unlucky to lose by a point to um, uh, last Saturday night in the Athletic Grounds. I, I watched it above in Bally Buffet and they were very good. And and they beat Cork last year, didn't they? They did above and above in Audi, um a controversial penalty and and, and Daniel O'Mahony sent off, uh, got sent off, um, hot last by a goal and. Even in the All Ireland series, then above in in Park Talton and Mead, uh, Loud pushed Cork all the way. Uh, so I, I, so I, I think Cork only won by was it two points in the end that day, and so you know I think Loud, especially on the back of the Amar um, performance, still be confident and uh, big, big low uh, vocal crowd as was in in Audi on Sunday. And oh, were there any couple of positives to take in terms of performances? It was hard to was not look. I was only watching it on on YouTube rather than on the flesh, uh, or in the flesh, but. I mean, new goalie and Patrick Doyle, he tried hard, but he was under a lot of pressure with the, with the kickouts and with the intensity of, of Donegal's approach. Likewise, David Buckley, obviously a new face there in the half-hour line, he didn't get a whole lot of room to manoeuvre, did he? 
Chris Oak Jones uh, kicked one two from 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 play. His form is good, right? Yeah, he, he, he's, he's been quite good. Um, Ian Maguire in, in patches, I suppose. Brian O'Driscoll got two points, but it just overall it just it, it wasn't it wasn't a good performance really. I and start, starting Brian Hurley when he's kind of just coming back off the Castlevan campaign, I was surprised. Yeah, that, by that. That, that, that was a big gamble. You know, he wasn't hundred percent fit on on Sunday. Um, could Karkov maybe you know gone with Mark Cronin or yeah. someone like that? Connor Carr, but obviously was originally down in the team yeah. list and, and unavailable afterwards because he's busy with the Sigerson Cups. So I presume he picked up a knock there. So. Yeah, yeah, he took a knock, so he he wasn't able to play Connor uh, on Sunday, and they, they went with Wayne Hurley, and it was it, it was a big gamble, yeah. So um, yeah, look back to the hard time. Sure, Stephen Sherlock came off the bench. Maybe he'll be he'll be he'll have you know sixty odd minutes in and possibly another week's training under his belt. To Get up there and start against Loud, maybe put Brian Hurley on the bench. They have, they have a few options, so yeah. And he, he looked lively enough as well when, when, you know, when he came on and kicked a point from a, from a free, and um, so that's 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 a positive, I suppose. For yeah, so it's, it's not going to be Dennis is not going to be out going for yeah. any kind of ripping up the, the, the formula because I mean, they went with a pretty settled team for the Donegal match if you're looking at the team selection from last year and also the McGrath Cup. So, uh, yeah, performance you're trying to improve rather than you know making five changes or whatever. Yeah, it's it's, it's just one step on a, a long journey, <laughs> like if you do rip up the formula. And you lose the load. What to do then? You rip it up again. You know. Yeah. But you but have to just trust that it was an off day, and that the team will bounce back from it. They had an off day in the start of last year's league, and they did recover fairly well. Like like Barry said, Donegal beat Kerry in the first round of last year's league, and accounted for nothing by the end of it. Yeah. So, you know, l- let's just wait and see without being too drastic. Yeah, and like I suppose the big disappointment would be to concede. You know, one twenty, um, especially with Kevin Walsh on on, yeah, on the line. Yeah, it's a hurling score. <laughs> you know, yeah. especially with, with, with the weather as well. Like you know, and and few of the frees that uh, McBeauty uh, kicked over. Like there were three frees, soft frees. Yeah. John Cleary said that as well to me after the game on Sunday. Like you know, make them earn their uh, shots. So I suppose yeah. maybe after conceding so many points and playing the in the first half, they were a bit on edge. Like you know, you know, it, it was it was it was disappointing. But uh, no, I look, I, I must say, you know, that the people at Donegal do do a very good up there now and up there on Saturday and. You know the Stewarts. You know, you know, you know, in the stadium on Sunday, they were, they were very welcoming, and um, the was just very disappointing. Well, they wasn't. It's all going yeah, well for uh, them. So <laughs> we'll see if we can turn around the same way. Um, obviously, with the match in Loud this weekend, but Dennis, the, the hurlers are in action on Sunday. That's a pretty high-profile game. It's the main event on TG Carr. They'll absolutely be a good car crowd. Go up and watch it because you'll have your season ticket holders and your your diehards who who, who do travel any, everywhere to watch the car hurlers. Something you don't get with the football. Um, how do you think their fix going to it? Obviously, the Munster Senior Hurling League ended up not being finished. So we probably should have had another couple of games to observe them in that. But yeah, yeah, like it's um, it is a bit unusual from that point of view in that Cork have only had the Clare match in the the Munster Hurling League. As proper preparation, they did play Leash in a challenge match last weekend, right? Um, so they won't, you know, they, you'd imagine they won't lack for match sharpness. Um, the, the league will will matter this year, maybe more than the last couple of years, in that there's a change of format for next year, and there's seven teams in Division One. So you're looking to finish in the top three to guarantee your place in that, or the two fourth place teams will have a playoff against each other. So, uh, like a as Speaking of Pat Ryan, he obviously said Cork would look to do it anyway, that getting to the semi-final or the final of the league is the best preparation for the championship. And yeah. Cork have done well in the league the last few years. They got to the final and lost to Waterford in 2022 and got to the semi-final last year um, and competed well against Kilkenny until um, one down his red card. And after that, Kilkenny pushed on. So y- y- you'd be fairly, fairly expectant that Cork will do well 
Um, away to Clare and then home to Kilkenny, which would be a huge yeah, game under, under lights and Barky Two good so. tests. Um, away to Clare is probably a chance to lay down a marker too for a championship. Like Cork would be hoping to kind of position themselves as the best challengers to Limerick, first of all, anyway, which Clare have been the last couple of years. Clare are probably an older team than Cork. and Missing Tony Kelly at the moment. Too exactly, yeah, and might have passed their peak. And, you know, Cork... Cork are looking to to kind of show that they can properly challenge, especially after last year. And given that the the one point loss to Clare was so decisive, um, in terms of not getting out of the, the Munster group, so there's a bit of motivation there. But you know, even beyond and any talk of revenge or anything like that, it's just a game you're looking to win as a foundation for, for what will happen later. And, and last year in the league, Pat Ryan, he experimented obviously w- with a lot of players. There was yeah. huge churn from game to game, naturally because he was a new manager in and he also had a lot, lot of kind of, it, he had the inside track, should we say, with the younger players having been under 20 manager. Um, will they be looking to be a bit more stable this year across they the will, league? Yeah, like it was a new management team in last year. They're probably trying out as many players as they, as they could. I think they have a better idea of what's available to them this year and look like you say looking to have a, a more settled approach the first couple of games maybe mightn't be that settled because you still have the two Cork colleges um, involved in the Fitzgibbon Cup but uh, I think I a think lot it of bodies will, it will be a bit more streamlined um, in general I think yeah and Cork are lucky and the injury front Declan Dalton is out probably for all the league with a fractured metatarsal but other than that um, pretty much everyone is good to go Alan Connolly might miss the first couple of matches he's still just coming back from a hamstring but um, otherwise it's pretty much a full complement yeah and I suppose look from the kind of the, the, the fans point of view they'd love to see someone like Ben Cunningham or Michal Mullins who was the captain of the under 20s last year two standouts from the 20s Owen Downey played last season so he'll be definitely in the mix to feature but they, people would love to see them, them pushing on I mean certainly they'll get game time anyway won't they but it's they not will, easy just to they will get game time I think to become a championship player Ben and probably um, Brian Saunderson, uh, the goalkeeper, and Michal Mullins maybe um, would be the likeliest to kind of be given a chance to make an impact. But you have to bear in mind the jump nowadays is huge, especially because it's under 20 rather than under 21 as it was yeah. up until a few years ago. And just the level of conditioning and everything. like It's it, amazing it's, because like, it's not that it's long ago that F- Fitzgibbon and Coleman, Kingston, they were all they, they all kind of came through yeah. under Kieran Kingston 2017. They were all, you know, still under 21. In fact, fact, under 20 at the time. Yeah. Like, it, it, you just wouldn't it, see that happening now. It, it's it's totally different. And that's only six, seven years ago. Um, the just the, the the levels have just gone up so much in the physicality. Um, guys almost just need a year now um, to just settle in and acclimatise the senior and then make the break. Kieran Joyce well, did bypass that a couple of years ago, but phenomenal talent. He, he's a freak, yeah. you know, in terms of skill and Power. physical levels and everything, um, and definitely the exception rather than the rule. And Barry we, Cork haven't won a, a hurling league since I think you were one, were you, in nineteen ninety eight? You were you only, right there, yeah, yeah. You were only <laughs> a toddler at the time. Um, <laughs> long, long time. I was looking looking through the stats. I mean, Kilkenny have won we say eleven all Ireland since ninety eight and ten leagues. Obviously, in the last kind of yeah. modern period, we want to say six or seven years. Limerick have five all Irelands and three leagues. Like, would it be important for Cork to win league, Barry? Do you think? Or? Yeah, you'd imagine Cork will be targeting the league big time. Um, you know, there's no year. reason not to. Yeah, yeah, like they got the league semi final last year. Um, so they'll be they'll be they'll be looking for you know um, certainly to get to that <laughs> point again. I yeah, suppose. the latter stages of the league and 
Um, obviously, you know, it'd be good momentum as well before the uh, top short of the of the Munster Championship. So, um, yeah, big game on, on Sunday against Leon. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be nice to win that. Obviously, it's always tough to go up to Goosey Park and, and win. Yeah, and a victory in Ennis and yeah. on any day is a difficult yeah. one at any level, even underage. It's a very hard venue to get results in. So Yeah, uh, like Pat Ryan said that when I chatted to him, that, you know, like the successful teams like Kerry and Dublin and Kilkenny and Limerick even and he cited Cork under Conor Coonan as well they all did well in the league league and it it lays a platform but at the same time to be nice to win the league and give players the experience of just lifting a trophy especially a national title but if you did what Waterford did two years ago and won the league and then blew out in the championship no one is going to be celebrating the league so you, you kind of wait to see how we do in the championship to frame yeah. whether the league was good or bad. I, I'm using like the examples of Kenny or Limerick, but they were had such winning momentum and they became such yeah, settled yeah, teams. Yeah. They had their core seven or eight players, ten or twelve players, even dropping newcomers in and out and, and blooding them. It's yeah, just, and then in a different like state probably. Two two years ago, then Limerick just threw their hat at the league completely. Still won the all. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever Limerick do is the right thing, yeah. but they're in a position to do that. Um, you'd be looking like. I think it's it's important to get to the latter stages and then as regards winning the actual thing probably isn't that valuable unless you can back it up in the championship. So yeah. you want to lay a foundation but you don't want to kind of go all out and you don't um, want to peak too lame, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned obviously the, the the Fitzgibbon Cup there's two big games Thursday night he'll be covering them so MTU and UCC are both at home. Yeah. They both lost so they need to win basically yeah, to go through. As it happens a draw would do either because they both have an advantage in scoring difference. Okay. Um, UCC lost to Mary I last week. And um, they lost to Mary I. And then Mary I played Minute on Monday night. And UCC hosts Minute now on Thursday. And the scoring gap is... Yeah. Um, but, but UCC will be strong favourites against Minute anyway, won't they? I mean, like... They, they will be, yeah. Obviously, yeah, they lost to a good Mary I team, but, you know... Minute like, ran them close in the Merdick last year. But still at um, home to Minute in the uh, championship. Oh, exactly. Season, and like you look at the, the UCC squad, like they were able to bring on Irla Daly from Waterford last week as a sub. They were on Dara Flynn, they brought on Shane Barrett. And Senior intercounty players. Yeah, exactly. Sh- Shane Barrett has a lot done and he's um kind of still going back to full fitness. So you'd hope that he would be um that he'd be able to, to kind of start making impact because they they just never fully got going last week and they only led very briefly early on. Mary I put in a huge effort. Um, they were a lot more efficient with their shooting and UCC just didn't click um, you know like um, y- you'd hope that, that they would the have the talent is there anyway well yeah. you can see them get another round or two out of it anyway so well if, the, if they do win the the prize in inverted commas is an away game against the champions UL oh, right, so well, yeah. that'll certainly <laughs> well, test we'll certainly see where some of those players are at then yeah. and then by the same token MTU if they get over DCU in Bishopstown um, they'll be away to the University of Galway who've lost the last two finals to yeah, UL. so they're, they're, they're tough pats anyway for either they, don't they are but you, you know you don't you, you want to be playing in two. you don't want to be going out at home either next Thursday night like, no 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 I, I, mean, I so. think I think MTU they probably want to have Alan Connolly back he'd be a huge addition but you'd still be giving them the slight advantage against um, against DCU yeah with Joyce you can yeah. anchoring the team whatever Alan Connolly is such a loss whatever for Cork is such a loss for MTU they, yeah he's oh, had injury he, problems the last couple the, of springs yeah. it's been, been like he's been to build the attack around um, and yeah he's been he's been a loss for them yeah at that level he'd be he'd be a kind of a goal scoring machine and M- Mary I did, like obviously the Cork connection with, with Jamie Wall yeah and Colin O'Brien as Colin well O'Brien's from Miss Carroll yeah. um, he got three three very good points last week um, so yeah they're, they're not 
they're not a team of stars. They do have they do have a few um a few good players. Um, uh, Jason Galan, Aaron's brothers in goal. He uh he he got one point from from play. A short puck got hit back to him. Like on a shorter pitch, he nearly threatened a point. Um, and then you have uh, Dermot Ryan as well. You know you know what you're going to get from him. Um, yeah, he's been excellent for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and Shay, Shane Meehan um, from Clare is in the full forward line. The goal and, threat all the time. And Shane yeah. O'Brien from Limerick. Um, so and Shane yeah. O'Brien is marked out as one of those Limerick forwards. If someone's oh, going to yeah, push yeah. on it, it'll be him. He, he, he really caught fire much. early in the second half last week. I think he he hit over three in a row. Like so powerful guys. Well. Yeah. So you know they're your kind of the the bedrocks of the team, and then they've they've good good honest hurlers kind of built around that. Um, and like I said, no shortage of effort to work with. I'm heading over the the county bounds on on Wednesday. To look forward to test out the New McCroom bypass for the um co- the Carnivore semi final down in Fitzgerald Stadium in 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 Clowney. Patricia Academy Mallow are playing uh, Chile CBS. Um, should be, should be a good one, you know. I suppose Patricia Academy Mallow have done superbly, haven't they? Ha- have done have done really well. I suppose they've been the, the surprise package in in Brilliant. the competition. Like it's their first time back in the, t- the top table, of, you know, since 1998. So you know they made the semi then and they're back they in the semi yeah. now. So um, they they'll be looking forward to it. Uh, still be they'll be they'll be slight underdogs. Um, Kerry Legend, Mark O'Shea is managing Chile, so they'll be they'll be well drilled. Uh, but you know I'm really looking forward to it. And should be should be a very interesting game. And Christian Academy have had some great results over the uh, the last few rounds. I mean, like you know they they came out of the group in style. Yeah, massive um, and overcoast frozen. Like they 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 won their first two. Um, Group games and then they they lost the last group game into Saint uh, Saint Brendan's, um, but they were already true. Like so, that was probably a good marker. That was a free hit for them. It was a free hit, and it was it was a good marker for them. And and then they won the quarter final. Then uh, last week, a, a big win over over Clash and Skellige by by four points above and Bantier. So uh, they'll be they'll be. Um, They'll be in constant mood now. Yeah, they'll still be look. They'll yeah. be underdogs, but as you said, they're going over the county bounce straight away. Anyway, playing yeah. Kerry team in in the Kearney Reads. It's yeah. a competition they've dominated well, for a while, but they've done well just to make sure it's not an all Kerry semi final. Yeah. Um. So you know, it'd be great if they could take another step. Huge task, but they, they've had a very good year up to now, and you know they they um. It, it ties the in with belief will be high, like and yeah, it ties in with the work Mallow have been doing underage as well. Yeah. I mean, they've been playing, you know, P one minor football they played last year. You know, they they've been, you know they got semi final. They, they 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 have put massive work, and I know Kilshanig and various other clubs yeah. represent as well. But and you've tried it too, like yeah. you know, and but it's it's a good sign of what progress Mallow have made that they're getting to school and they've competing yeah, at that level and, and getting and to semi final. You see benefits so. coming from that in the next few years, then too, like you know, just to have a North Cork team in the in the Carnivore is definitely bodes well, yeah. And obviously, it would be fantastic to have a, a Cork winner for the first yeah. time. I think since twenty eleven, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Team. we were saying that before. It'd be nice to win that. Season, to win that drought, yeah. Thirteen years is a long time, and it's oh, going to be difficult for them. Yeah. But look, if they c- if they could get the victory this weekend, it would give us a nice boost, and it would uh, put you in good mood, Barry, before you head o- off up the road up to RD for uh, what is basically a must-win game. Now, uh, look, we'll be back next Monday. We'll have a look over, obviously, how Cork got on in Ennis. A great weekend. A great weekend of Cork GA would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, thanks very much to Ivan for producing today. You can catch us every Tuesday on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.